Hey guys, welcome back to Escape to the Magic Podcast. This is Ryan. And I am Dak. And Randy is with us in spirit. Yeah. Today. So no Randy today. This is uh, three weeks in a row, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But again, we've talked about it. He was sick, and then we're actually doubling up on the recordings. So this is our second episode of the day. Recording, that is. But not releasing, if that makes any sense at all. I'm just rambling at this point. Yeah, no, so a uh, little, little behind the curtain here, so we don't always have a free night each week to record, and so we kind of take advantage when we can of, of recording back-to-back episodes and then just releasing them out. So so even though Randy will not be on three episodes, he's only missed two days of recording. Yeah. So, right. yeah. But, you know, family things happen and, you know, work things happen. So I missed three, I think I missed three episodes in December. So. Yeah. You know, hard for all three of us to get together all the time. All right. So this week we uh, we kind of sat down and thought, well, what what do a lot of people want to hear? And we were talking about different things we see on like Facebook groups and different message boards and so forth. Do people still do message boards? I don't know. Anyways, the sports thought, fans do. Yeah, sports fans do. Yeah. yeah. So the thought came to us is a common theme or a common question we see on these groups is okay we've decided to go on a disney trip now when do we go this is actually a really fun question because you're the disney travel agent it's a question that i get often as well it's like hey i know you're into disney when is the best time to go and the answer is not as easy as it may seem yeah i think there's a lot of factors uh that go into the deciding when is the best time to go to disney and some of those are within your control as the Disney goer. And some of them, and we'll get into this, some of them have to do with how Disney handles things, right? Like when Disney is in control, a lot of what you're able to do and when you're able to do it. Um, so let's get into it. Let's, let's get do into it. the episode. This is fun. I'm excited for this. Yeah. So I would say the first thing you need to decide on when you're going to go to Disney is your own personal schedule. And specifically, if you have kiddos, you know, talking about school breaks and school schedules. So most people, I think, kind of plan family vacations and family getaways based around when their kids are either in school or out of school. And Disney is no different. Would you agree? Yeah, uh, 100% agree. Disney, you know, they don't release their attendance numbers. It's all guesses. And there's a couple different publications out there that that they do a good job of guessing what the attendance numbers are for, for the Disney theme parks. Um, you know, some of these crowd calendars that are out there, you know, they do a fairly good job. We've kind of harped on in the past with our own experiences, but I think for the most part, they try to do a good job. They have people in the parks on a day-to-day basis and they're kind of, you know, using historical data, but yeah, Disney themselves, like they, they have it down to a science. They know when crowds are going to go up. They know when crowds are going to go down and they don't always want us to know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I would say, you know, that's a bit of a family decision as far as, you know, with your own schedules and school and whether or not you're going to pull your kids out of school or just try to figure out, okay, it's, you know, winter break or it's Christmas break or 
Thanksgiving break, spring break. Those those are the big ones. Obviously, summer, another big crowd time when it comes to being at Disney. So I would just have a blanket rule of if your kids are out of school, there's a pretty good chance everybody else's kids are going to be out of school. And so you can imagine that the crowd levels are going to be higher during those times. And I'll, and I'll say this from personal experience, my family, we in the past, we had no problem taking our kids out of school because yeah. we wanted the, the, the lower crowds. Now, as more and more parents have started to work from home, they picked up on this and they are taking their kids to Disney during the quote unquote off periods or off season. And that's kind of gone away. Yeah. Uh, the off the, the, the downtimes are really no longer downtimes. And I think depending on the state that you live in. So we live in Texas and the school districts here are a little more strict when it comes to missing days. Right. So we were just like, Hey, we're taking our kids out. They're actually getting a decent, you know, I wouldn't say education, but you know, this is good. It's good family time, you know? And for us, it was, it was kind of worth it to, to just, Hey, we're just going to have our kids miss some time from school. Like they're smart kids. They can make it up. And we want, we want the lower crowds. But again, I mean, to your point, it's, it's kind of not that way anymore. Um, so you have to kind of pick and choose based on, on that. Yeah. So what I would say is, um, you know, pro tip, if you will, uh, is think about school breaks and when they occur and, and think about people's natural train of thought when it comes to that. And so what I mean by that is, you know, most people are not pulling their kids out the first two weeks of school. So that might be a good time for you. So September, early September, you know, maybe even late August, that may be a good time for you. The week before Thanksgiving might be a good time for you. Probably the week after Thanksgiving is going to be a really good time because again, think about people's mindset. You just came off of a big Thanksgiving break. Odds are you're not going to back end your Disney trip or Disney vacation around this this break. Where it gets a little tricky is Christmas break, right? Because that rolls into January and and some time off there and how that works for different school districts. Obviously, a lot of schools take a spring break of some kind. That's going to be tricky because, you know, no it's not like spring break is a set school break. It's just when that school district decides to take it. So that March time can really, you can get some surprise days is what I call them. Yeah, it, it varies around the country when spring yeah, breaks absolutely. Occur. And then, of course, summer, from again, from a school perspective, you're, you're just naturally going to see more school, you know, kids and families during the summertime than you would, you know, right before uh, school, summer break or whatever. Yeah, another, at least, again, kind of piggybacking on your on your idea there, um, that last week of school for some parents may be doable, especially if you have kids that test out of their finals Yeah, and they don't have to go to school that last week. That might be a great week to go to visit one of the parks because a lot of kids or a lot of parents don't want to take their kids out that last week of school because there's finals, there's into your parties, stuff like that. So that might be another option for a great week to get some little crowds. Yeah, absolutely. I think another good consideration for when is a good time to go to Disney, and this kind of feeds into the school thing, is these these two can kind of fight against each other, right? Is at least at Disney World, the weather, right? Um, Florida, super hot. 
can be incredibly unpredictable. You're you're dead on right there. And so where I'm where I'm going with this is I just mentioned, hey, early September, late August, most people are getting into school. That's not a big vacation time for a lot of families. But if you're in Florida, it is stinking hot in September. Like you might as well be un- on the sun. Yeah. Unbearably hot at times. Also, you know, that's hurricane season for Florida. So again, something to be aware of if you're like, well, great, everybody's going to school. We're going to go to Disney. Well, just be aware. You could be seeing some pretty dramatic weather, whether yeah, it's and, heat and, or hurricane or whatever. And we go live ahead. on the Gulf Coast in Texas. There, I mean, hurricane season runs from June 1st through November. But like you said, end of August, first part of September, that is prime hurricane season. That's when the Gulf waters are the warmest. Atlantic is the warmest. So um, and you even experienced that yourself yeah. a few years ago, being yeah. there during a hurricane. I have been during a hurricane. I mean, listen, pro tip is like, <laughs> go, go. If there's a hurricane, that's a great time to be at Disney because no one else wants to be there during the hurricane. So anyways, that's a that's another episode for another time. But well, but, uh, but you one know of what? our best I think, trips. I think you're right. I mean, we can really get into that that topic, but I think Disney does such a great job with the weather. You know, a lot, of, you know, if the attractions are outside, like, for example, test track, it has to shut down for yeah. weather, right? It can't be running on a metal track with lightning in the area. That's just obvious. But a lot of the attractions are indoors. The yeah. shows are indoors. Obviously, you're going to eat indoors. So if you're okay getting wet, the crowds are going to be lower during a rainy day, especially if, if listen, if there's a hurricane out in the Gulf or in the Atlantic, and there's a chance to maybe head towards Florida, you're going to have people who are double thinking their vacation. Hey, I don't want to travel down there if there's a possibility of a hurricane hitting. So we're going to reschedule. Yeah, I can, I can share that on the West coast. So um, this past couple of weeks, if you haven't been paying attention out in California, they have had tremendous amounts of rain, dangerous amounts of rain, lots of flooding and so forth. Had a client reach out to me, wanted to schedule a, a trip. And then we took a look at the weather report and sure enough, I mean, she just did not want to book a trip during all this rain and, and weather in, in California. Right. And so she kind of backed off of it. So absolutely the weather patterns are going to play a huge role in your Disney trip and you need to be aware and be prepared for what that may be. Right. I've had some very, very, very cold days. We just experienced one, right. On our guys trip. Very, very cold days, um, which, again, you're saying Florida cold, you know, most of the time, no, it's not. But if you start getting below 50 degrees in that humid weather of Florida, it it can cut right through, you know. And so, again, not to say you can't dress warm and, and enjoy a great day at the park with the cooler weather, but something to be prepared for and setting your expectations. And we've had, we've had a moment, you know, moments in, in our family's history. There is that we've left the park because it has gotten too cold in Florida where, I mean, you talk about 50 degrees. We've been there at 40 degrees and that, that's cold. Yeah. 40 degrees in Florida with the humidity, with the wind. Listen, I'm sure the northerners are like, you guys are a bunch of pansies. Can't deal with 40 <laughs> degree weather. Yeah. Hey, you're right. 40 degrees to us who live in, in the south on the coast, being outside, it's going to be a little chilly. And especially 
you know, when you're on the rides and, you know, the wind is cutting you like on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or yeah. some attraction like that, then it can be pretty cold. And we've actually left, you know, midday because it's just too cold. So, so before we get off weather and move on to the next little subtopic, best weather time in your opinion of the year to go? Well, I mean... A few weeks ago when we were there for our guys trip it was it was cold that one day but the other two days i thought were almost near perfect six i would say in the mid 60s as high but nothing colder than low low 50s yeah i would say so just generally speaking disney world uh you know mid to early december on through probably march even april before it starts to get too too warm yep that four, five, six month swing uh, to me is some of the best weather you can have. And then for me personally, West Coast, you know, that late September, October, you know, getting into November, some of the best weather. I mean, Southern California, Southern California weather-wise, but you talk about cool mornings, maybe like a light jacket and then you know, kind of taking that off midday and then throwing that light jacket back on in the evening time, that that kind of mid to late September run through November-ish is just perfect. And we've talked about this before, but so pro tip, like if, you, if you're concerned about having to carry, oh, I don't want to take a jacket in, I don't want to take, you know, extra layers in, get your locker, yeah. take your backpack. It just, it makes the trip that much more enjoyable when you know that you have a spot to take and take this jacket off for the warm parts of the day and then just go back to my locker and get it when it cools down. Yeah, absolutely. So, All right. So the next one, next area I would say is basically closures. So the caveat to what we just said at Disney World, as far as, you know, best weather being that December, January, February, March, what you're going to find is that they're that because they know that's part of their down season, you're going to see a few more ride closures and attraction closures. And so you have to be aware of, Hey, if we're going, you know, after MLK, but before president's day, which is, to me is kind of a sweet spot to go. A lot of people are in school. So it checks that box. Weather's awesome. Checks that box. Crowd levels typically low, checks that box. But what you're going to find is that Disney knows that as well, kind of like what you alluded to earlier. And so they're shutting down some rides, especially water rides, which, again, you probably don't want to get wet if it's 50 degrees, 60 degrees, but something you should be aware of that you're going you're gonna to have some ride closures. So let's let's speak to the, the ride closure issue for a second. So... And again, we, we, we really didn't get into this, uh, this part of our guys trip, but we, but when we were at animal kingdom during our guys trip a few weeks ago, right. Uh, you know, at animal kingdom, you have Cali river rapids, yeah. which you're not going to do when it's 40 degrees outside. Right. Unless, I mean, you you can do it. Um, but I'm not going to do it. Right. And like you said, a lot of times they do shut it down this time of year anyway for maintenance. So that's one attraction that's, that's going to be off the table. Yeah. And when we were there, Everest was down. Both days we were we tried to we tried to do it. It was down. So Animal Kingdom, again, it's called managing expectations. If you and again, Disney does a great job. 
they do post their closures yeah. well in advance. So you can look on their on their website and look for just Google Disney attraction closures. And they're going to have a list of everything that's closed down for probably the next six to 12 months. So you can definitely plan for, like if you know that, hey, Haunted Mansion is my favorite attraction. Oh, there's going to be a closure September through November. I don't want to book my trip during that time. Yeah, absolutely. So to that point, you go over to the West Coast. I know I keep harping on this, but you go out to Disneyland. Haunted Mansion is absolutely going to be shut down. That's right. Mid-August to probably maybe even early August to like right at the first week or two of September because they're doing the changeover to the Nightmare Before Christmas layover for the Halloween and holiday season that they're about to get into. So yeah, you have to be aware. You have to be looking or talking to a great travel agent you know, hint, hint, <laughs> uh, castles, kingdoms, and churros, little plug there, but talk to a great travel agent and get them to give you a list of what closures are happening. I'm telling you, it is going to be an absolute downer to your trip. And this happened to us, right? We didn't check very good beforehand. Come to find out when we planned our guys trip, Big Thunder Mountain was scheduled to be shut down yeah that was a surprise that was a surprise and it was really a downer for me because that's like top two three rides that i really enjoy doing at the parks and we lucked out we got really lucky and were able to ride it but had we not checked beforehand and then just showed up at magic kingdom and realized oh big thunder mountain is down and not going to be open the entire trip that would have been a big, big time gut punch. And also, Rock and Roller Coaster was down, yeah. and that was, and we knew that going into it. They, they had already yeah. scheduled it to be down, so it was down. So, man, look, think about that. Like, Everest was down, Rock and Roller Coaster was down, and like you said, we got, we got extremely fortunate that on our last day of the trip, they literally opened up Big Thunder like an hour or two uh, before Happily Ever After fireworks. So, had they not done that. That would have been three roller coaster attractions. And Disney World does, I mean, Disney itself does not do a lot of roller coasters in general, but that would have been three that were down during our trip. And that would have, that kind of would have put a damper on the whole thing. Yeah. And those are all big ticket coasters as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, So moving on, one one thing that I would say is, and I'm going to loop probably these two together, We, we broke them up differently, but festivals, and holidays are generally going to draw in a lot of crowds. So the festivals you have, what you have flower and garden festival of the arts. And there's one that I'm missing. Food and wine. Food and wine. Thank you. So those are your three festivals that are going to happen at Epcot. And then uh, there's several other festivals over at Disneyland. Too many probably to mention. Um, They have five or six that go on throughout the year. And then sandwiched in as you're going as well is the holiday season. So, you know, typically Halloween season is going to run anywhere from late August, early September, all the way through to October 31st. And then right at that moment, your Christmas season is going to pick up and it generally runs now it runs almost a week or two into uh, January. January. And then Disney does a ton of other things. So run Disney just finished up in January for both parks. And uh, 
there's just Disney does a really, really good job of running different festivals, different activities and so forth to keep their parks filled. The funny thing I get all the time or that I see all the time is when is the lowest crowd times or when is the best time to go to Disney? That's the whole point of this episode. You know, when is it best? When can I get the lowest crowds? Well, guess what? Disney is in the business of keeping their parks full. And so they've done an excellent job of marketing and figuring out, hey, if we throw a festival here, if if history has showed us that January is typically a low crowd time, guess what we're going to do? We're going to throw a run Disney event in the middle of January so that we can bring crowds in for that particular weekend. Yep. If, you know, if we see that, Late April is is a downtime for us because kids are finishing up their school year. Well, we're going to throw in the Flower and Garden Festival so that that brings in crowds. And they've just done an amazing job of figuring out how to fill their calendar and keep crowds in the parks. They're a business. They want customers, right? And so... And I'll tell you what, I mean, during our, our, our recent guys trip, uh, I've been to several food and wine festivals before, always crowded. I've been to the Flower and Garden Festival, always crowded. I had been to a couple of the Festival of the Arts before, but this last trip, insanely crowded. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe how, how crowded Epcot was that one day when it literally was shoulder to shoulder. And not, not just at the pinch points, but at other spots that you're like, I can't breathe. Yeah. There are so many people here. And that's because, to your point, they have taken this festival, which if we're ranking festivals of those three, it's the third. It's number three. Yeah. But they're taking, hey, we're going to put up these food stands. We're going to put up these drink stands. We're going to sell. I think there were more arch stands than I've ever seen. There was an arch stand every, in every, there was multiple arch stands in every pavilion. Yeah. Like. Just a ton of art that you can, that you can just peruse and buy if you want it. And it, it, I mean, definitely like to your point, Disney's like, yeah, let's. Let's take this uh, this uh, this time of year. Let's throw a festival or let's move a festival, and let's get the crowds in. And one hundred percent, it has worked. Yeah. I, again, I think that you know they are marketing geniuses. So the final area that I think that Disney does a really good job on is their costs and running different specials. So they, they throughout the year they're really good about you know. Hey, we noticed that we're having low crowd time. Like, for example, right now, the summer, Disney, the last couple of years has noticed, hey, our summer numbers are going down. So what do they do? They throw out a free dining plan and use that to boost their numbers. And so I think they're very, very good about running specials and running cost analysis and figuring, hey, if we offer a 25% off our resort stay or whatever to be able to boost attendance at a certain time of the year then they're gonna they're gonna do that and so i think it's again i think it's ironic that people <clears throat> all the time are asking well when is the best time to go well disney's going to figure that out as well and they're going to try and boost crowd level yeah and obviously disney world is more expensive than disneyland and you factor in the holidays the holiday pricing at both parks is going to be the most expensive you know the summertime probably the least expensive uh, and then some of those downtimes. That's actually a good way to identify when the best time of the year to go is, is look on their calendars, their pricing calendars, and see when the, low when the lowest price ticket 
is. Now, Disneyland only advanced it out six months. I'm not sure about Disney World. I can't remember. But you can search six months in advance and see, oh, so, you know, this day in May, the tickets are $110, but, you know, June 15th, they're $140. Well, they're estimating that that time in May is going to be, you know, there's, there's going to be lower crowds than than in June. So that's that's probably one way that you can identify the, the, the best time of the year to go. But again, if you're planning for like a year in advance, they're not going to have those those ticket prices posted just yet. Yeah, I think that's an excellent pro tip is to just kind of get online or again, get your travel agent to get online and price out. And that's going to give you a good idea. That's an excellent tip, man, is just playing with that cost tiered pricing calendar and see when when you can actually get there and and at the lowest cost, that's probably going to mean that you're going to get some lower crowds. And we didn't even talk about, I mean, all of the athletic competitions they have, cheer, gymnastics, baseball, basketball. Um, you know, in Florida, they're going to have spring training here. St- starting this month, actually, the month of February, spring training will begin. So you just have a ton of other activities that you have to consider when looking at when the best time of the year to go. And I mean, again, if you want a straight, honest answer from, from escape to the matches, magic podcast host, that's a good question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly I have followed a lot of crowd calendars in the past and I think there's been several that I feel very confident have been correct again in, in times past. What I am finding, though, and this is not a knock on on anyone and the research that they're doing, but what I'm finding is that this post-COVID era is getting harder and harder and harder to predict what the crowds are actually going to do because they're just they just seem to be off. That's been my experience over the past eighteen to twenty four months is that these crowd calendars are just not as accurate as what they were before. That I mean. Again, there's been times in the past where it's been like, hey, it's a level two or a level three crowd. You've gone and it's right on target, right? The crowds are low and everything's good. And this happened to us on our last guys trip. You know, we had twos and threes in some areas on on the crowd calendars. And man, it just blew up on us. And so I don't know what the answer is there, but. Uh, you Good know, I think, more, I think more and more people are working from home now and they're taking advantage of that and they're saying, hey, let's take our kids out of school in the third week of April and let's let's head out to Disney World or Disneyland. I think and to your point, prior to COVID, working from home wasn't as popular or as common as it is today. I and, and you know, in a former life, I worked from home. I was working from home before a lot of other people were working from home. So I was able to take advantage of those crowd calendars. And back when we had our, our vacation rental property out in Florida, we'd go out there all the time and we would catch some of those twos and some of those threes. And it was glorious (laughs) to be at the park and walking on to, you know, flight of passage and not that you ever walked on the flight of passage, but sometimes you get a 30 minute wait on a, Wednesday morning during a school week, right? So I don't know. I just think, like you said, nowadays it's it's so much harder to predict. It's harder to decide. So let me ask you this question. So based on everything that we've talked about today, 
all of these factors you have to consider. Feet to the fire deck. I'm saying to you right now, or I'm asking you right now, if you had to plan a, a vacation, a one-week vacation this year, when would you go? So I, I think it would depend on where, right? So if I'm going Disney World, what I would say is um, I'm still leaning more towards that um, Martin Luther King holiday time frame to President's Day time frame. So mid-January to mid-February, probably the best time weather-wise, kids are in school-wise, lower levels of... Um, you know, festivals and things. Yes, there's festivals and, and different events going on right now, but probably not as many. And I'm just going to have to take my chances with the closures and, and understanding that that's, that's the balance, right? It's like, yeah, I'm going to go and possibly there's lower crowds, but I'm also going to deal with the closures. And then for me, West Coast, I kind of alluded to this earlier, you know, Disneyland, sometime in that late September, early October, time frame for me is perfect weather wise i love the halloween decor out at disneyland and so for me that's that's when i'd love to go in fact you know if, if we want to throw it out there and maybe uh plan a <laughs> disneyland trip that's going to be my uh that's going to be my go-to time frame yeah i would agree with you on the disneyland uh time frame i think that that time frame is really good um disney world um if, if I'm planning a trip this year, uh, that week prior or post Thanksgiving, that first week in December, uh, so you get the Christmas feeling, you get the Christmas, you know, all the Christmas decorations they do at at Disney World, um, maybe even hit a Christmas party. Um, even though we've talked about the Halloween party being a better party yeah. than the Christmas party, but there, there, there's just something magical about being at Disney World at Christmas time. So I probably would choose... Like I said, pre post week of Thanksgiving or that first week of December, which I guess is the post week of Thanksgiving. But yeah, um, yeah definitely not going to do anything in the summertime. I think for either park, just because of the crowds and the heat. And then, um, you know, if I had to pick another time of the year, I tell you what, if it, you kind of run the risk here in Florida, that last week in May, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe that first week in May. Um, school is kind of, it's wrapping up. It's winding down. A lot of parents don't want to take their kids out of school during that time. And you're still going to tinker with some decent weather. You might, you're still, you'll probably have 90 degree weather in May, but it's going to cool down to the 70s in the evening, which is doable in Florida. If you can, if you can cool it down to the 70s with a little lower humidity, then, then that's definitely manageable. So. Yeah, I was going to say we went we went late April this past year, and that was pretty nice. Um, it got warm, um, but not so warm that it was uncomfortable. And so that kind of late April, and the crowds were not horrible. Um, they were average, I would say. Yeah. They were good average in Disney World is what I'm talking about. And no ride closures, so... All in all, I would say that mid-January, mid-February, or sometime late April, you got to be careful there because you're you're 
tailing off of the the spring break crowds and you're starting to get into the summer crowds and so there's every so often you know a little a little lull in the action and you know again it, it, it's so hard to predict right like you yeah. could have a thursday be a super low crowd day and you're just like this is great we nailed it and then you get there friday morning and it's you know backed up and crazy busy yeah and we didn't talk about that uh you know the weekends obviously are going to be a lot busier monday through thursday is the, is the time to go if yeah. you're taking time off monday through thursday um sunday even sunday afternoon evenings through monday i'm sorry through thursday is going to be your prime your prime time to go and uh yeah, hopefully, hopefully you've learned or you've, you've got some ideas about helping you kind of make that decision when to go to the parks. It's not, I mean, I don't think we've made it any easier today because I think everybody is going to be different with their schedules and their kids' schedules and work and, you know, festivals and things that they want to do. I just think that, you know, you have to look at kind of all those things in, you know, kind of a glass bowl and decide how's it going to fit my family and what am I willing to you know, which one of these am I willing to pass on to make the trip happen? Yeah, I would agree. I think you're going to have to make some choices on what matters more to you, whether it's weather, crowds, costs, you know, those those types of factors. Again, you know, just throwing a pitch out there, find yourself a good travel agent. You'd certainly reach out to me at Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros. But one way or another, find a good travel agent, discuss these concerns or these levels of interest for you. And a good travel agent will help guide you through that. And together, you'll be able to hit check the most boxes possible to be able to pick that perfect uh, time to go to Disney. All right. Well, you heard him. Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros. <laughs> <laughs> hit him up. No, Dak's a great guy, great travel agent, uh, very knowledgeable about if it. Is, if it doesn't come through the podcast, Dak is very knowledgeable about Disney and uh, can definitely help you out. So cool. Well, hey, this was fun. Hopefully... You guys have learned something today. Uh, maybe learn some tips on kind of helping you decide when to plan your trip next time you're going to go. So check us out on uh, all of our social media feeds, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Instagram's kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I, again, I can't TikTok and Facebook. I just, I can't figure them out. But Instagram was kind of fun. Yeah, So absolutely. Anyway, anyway, well, until next time, see you later. All right. <laughs>